This is the X and Y podcast. My name's Justin and I live in Japan. Today I thought I would talk about what I consider the nature of women, something which is definitely not、uh, an original concept because it's something that many guys will tell you, especially those guys who have. A lot of experience with women, and especially guys who are older, such as、uh, middle aged guys like me, who have figured out the gender dynamic and women. You may hear guys say, I mean, you'll hear guys say they just don't understand women, and you'll hear guys who will say things that, like they've been married for years and they still can't understand their. Wife, or they've been in a relationship for ages and they still can't understand their partner. And I think、uh, that one of the reasons they say that is possibly、uh, because they are looking at it from the wrong perspective. I think that the fact that you think you, you can't, you think you can't understand it, but actually, if you just Look at it without all of the societal crap that we're bombarded with all the time. So, for example, we're always told things like, you know, there's such things like there's women's intuition and、um, women change their mind. It's, it's a woman changing her mind, it's a woman's prerogative, and, and you know, all these kind of cliched. Concepts of what the、uh, the nature of women is, but、uh, I think if you simply remove all of those things you've been told and just look at look at it without the the clouded view of all the cliches and all the propaganda that you and all the societal stuff that you'll get. Whether it's in the media, whether it's just the perpetuation of myths, and whether it's in things like、uh, TV, film,、uh, you know, entertainment, and all that, just remove all that and just simply look at it for what it is. So I know it's difficult, but once you start to do that, once you start to look at something for what it is without. Having your view tainted by external factors, you'll be able to figure things out. So,、uh, an example is that、uh, women use sex to control you. Now, we've talked about this before on the podcast, and it is a common thing, and, and most guys know that. And women will use sex to manipulate you. And、uh, I was talking to a guy yesterday, a Japanese guy, and、uh, totally emasculated.、Um, and I taught him the word, as I do, I often teach people the word in Japan,、um, henpecked. And I asked him if he was henpecked, and he said yes. Now, it's interesting because it was supposed to be an English lesson, and like a lot of my English lessons, they sometimes become a Almost like a therapy session, or at least a session where people just get things off their chest or just talk about stuff that they feel that they can't talk about. And I said to him, Do you talk about this kind of stuff with your colleagues? And、um, 
He said no, and he said, actually, most of his colleagues are unmarried. And um, we sort of joked about, oh, I, I said something, oh, lucky them, and that's the right thing. And he, he laughed about it, but you knew that actually he was also agreeing that it was true. And I said to him something that I've said to other guys in Japan, and I've said this uh, to people in general, um, and other guys have said it to me. And Japanese women, they make fantastic girlfriends, usually. They, they usually make really great girlfriends, but they are absolutely terrible wives, and even worse, mothers. So what, what I mean by that is, during the, uh, during the, the stage where you're just dating, but you're not actually committed to one another, um, they're really great fun, and um, but once once you get married, that that ends. They they change. It's like a switch. But and I was saying to this guy yesterday, it's almost like there are th- the the switch has three positions. There's the girlfriend mode. There's the wife mode, and then there's the mother mode. And. Um, the girlfriend mode is great. The wife mode is generally not great. And the mother mode is absolute fucking hell. So what, the, if I talk about the, uh, my experience with my um, Japanese wife, was that the relationship was basically pretty good, very few problems during the... Um, before we got married, during the dating and, and before we got married. And then when we got married, things did start to change. And we did have a few problems. And when my wife became pregnant, things deteriorated again, but they weren't quite that bad yet. And then after she gave birth, she started to to really become quite difficult and in in the end impossible and this is a very common pattern of behavior if you ask people it is particularly bad perhaps in certain cultures and certain types of women I don't know but um, this I'm talking from the perspective in Japan here and uh, it's certainly it's absolutely hell when a woman has a baby in Japan, sometimes they become hell when they become pregnant. Um, that's that's quite common, and some of them are are manageable. That you can cope with them when they're pregnant. Because let's face it, most women turn nuts, uh, and it's the, all the hormones and all the changes to their body and stuff like that. Uh, it turns out that uh, talking to various people. The older they are, the worse they are. Um, but as I said, they make great girlfriends. So if you are in a relationship with a Japanese woman, um, don't get married. I certainly don't have children with her. And then, of course, these other reasons not to have kids with her. And I've mentioned that before. And that's the the fact that they'll leave, they could leave you at any time and take your child and you never see your child again and, and all that heartbreak. Listen to previous podcasts about that. And I will 
keep reminding you never ever have kids with a Japanese woman because the risks are too great. If you don't believe me, look it up on the internet. There's plenty of information out there. Not only that, there is even a Wikipedia page dedicated to uh, Japanese women taking their children away from their husbands. Um, there is a Wikipedia page. I forget the name of it. In fact, I'm going to search for that after this and see if I can find it and uh, let you know. Um, remember, there are four platforms on social media. Um, there is the MeWe group called MGTOW. There is the Facebook page called Men's Broadcasting Service. There is uh, Parla at just in case you 812 there is tumblr x and y on tumblr so anyway and by the way big shout out to all the followers because i i'm collecting quite a few followers now um and um yeah pre- i mean I, I say i appreciate it i mean just i hope you appreciate and can get something out of it um and I appreciate any positive interaction and um, share the just share the knowledge, share the information. The uh, um, I'm, I'm quite surprised how many people in recent months have been listening to the podcast and following and engaging on social media. Um, so I shall uh, endeavour to maintain. Um, these channel, these various channels of communication and information. So, as I said, it's all about experience, sharing experience, and it's really, really important because as men, we we don't always discuss so many private things, and it's really important that you do that. And even when it's happening to us, we may not see. So, the very the first time I was married, even when things were happening to me. Because I had no understanding of the what was happening to me, and I had no nothing to base it on. I had no like knowledge of you know of a of my own relationship breaking down. I'd been through it. My parents had got divorced, and there are people getting divorced all the time. Everybody knows somebody who is divorced, going through divorced. Um, sorry, going through divorce or having some relationship issues. But until it happens to you and you have the first-hand experience of it, I don't think you're really prepared for it. And you'd think that you'd be prepared for it if you went through it all again. Um, But no, not always, because um, it happened to me again and um, I I just thought that I could avoid it the second time round, but I couldn't. So... My advice is simply don't get married and don't have children. And I know it's, uh, you know, it's something that we we want to do. We some of us perhaps have a strong desire to do that, and I think it's a human instinct, it's human nature to want to uh, procreate. But uh, going back to the issue of the nature of women, I think that um, as I said, women do use sex to control us, and in relationships, you'll find that the sex is 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 really good at the beginning, and uh, we you need to remember, you need to tell yourself, don't I mean, please do not ever forget that 
very few women maintain such hypersexuality further into a relationship that it's usually at the very beginning and it's possible at the very very beginning that they play a little bit hard to get and they um they 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 may not have sex straight away but once you do start having sex in the early stages of a relationship it tends to be pretty um good you know it and women will show the same level of sexual interest as men have i mean men have a stronger libido men have a stronger sex drive men are you know men are producing sperm in their testicles and as that and 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 it's a continual process so as that sperm builds up in your testicles the more you want to have sex it's just a natural thing your body needs to relieve that needs to release uh you know needs to ejaculate and that's that it's just a biological mechanism and the way to do that the best way to do that is of course to have sex now of course there are you know you could just uh masturbate and get rid of it like that and that's what a lot of guys do when uh, it gets to a certain point that they can't stand it any longer they get and it'll be sexually frustrated but if you are in a relationship and you are able to or even if you're not if you if you're just um picking up women here and there you uh you will have sex to as part of your natural male biological needs you will be you will want to uh release uh, you'll and you'll the best way to do that for a man the most desirable way to do that uh, nature's way to do that is to release it into a woman and if you do not uh get that then you will be sexually frustrated and uh this is what happens when you're at the beginning of a relationship a woman is hypersexual she'll uh fulfill all your sexual needs but as the relationship wears on when she thinks she's got you when she thinks that you've you're now hers in her grasp in her frame in her life in her on her plantation for one of a better expression because that is one that has been has been likened to um once you're within her control then she then can turn sex on and off she it's like a, t- a tap or a switch she'll use sex to control you so in a sense she's done that at the beginning but she's then made you believe that she's a very um very very sexual she's like your own personal whore you know and uh they will turn it off and the the time that they often turn it off is actually marriage but the the time more likely that they'll do it is when you have kids so of course i'm not I'm generalizing here there are women that maintain their sexuality and that will be your your personal whore for quite a long time even when they've had kids. I know that that is the case. And actually my first wife was very sexual, had a very she, she was always using sex to uh keep me interested in her. 
and we did have a very good sex life and um, I can't fault her for that point. It was just other issues which I've talked about before that um, destroyed the relationship. However, the second wife, the Japanese wife, she really um, was very sexual until she uh, became pregnant. And actually, even during the pregnancy, she was um, okay with sex. But once she had the baby, and I could understand to a certain extent, because um, I can imagine when a woman has a baby that um, her whole body screwed up and she, she totally goes off it. I mean, that's what we're led to believe. Again, well, who knows what the truth is, because, of course, as men, we, or as anybody that's never had a baby can never know for sure. But the the sex was then turned off and in japan they 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 say that a woman should not have sex for one year after giving birth which i find absolutely insane uh, in britain we say three months but uh, my my japanese wife had a cesarean section so it's not like her her vagina was all screwed up you know it was um it, it's just ridiculous so uh, anyway, um, when she did f- uh, leave the first time, and when she, I mean, she f- did, of course, reduce the uh, sex, the sex did reduce, but when she did leave the first time and go back to where she went, she went to her mother's house, took my son with her, um, she, uh, when, when she finally, and I've talked about this issue before in previous podcasts, but when she finally decided that she wanted to um, have me back, get me back and get the relationship back, then the way she did it was using sex. I mean, I, there was my son in this. So my son was really the reason for me to want to... I wanted. I desperately wanted my son to have a family. I desperately didn't want the relationship to be all screwed up. I definitely wanted my son to grow up at such a, especially such a young age with both parents and with a happy family. So I was happy for my son to have his family back. And um, I didn't know at the time that she'd been um, having at least one affair and living, even a guy was moved in with her and she tried to replace me with another guy to be her her, the plan was her husband and my son's new father, but um, I found all that out later. So um, when she asked me to, that she asked me if she could come back, I I went for it all, and she was very very sexual even before she'd moved back in. She had a her flat, her apartment somewhere, and um, she started text. Text sexting me, I should say. She started sending me sexual messages, and um, she was very, very sexual. And uh, basically, at when she ha- and even when she had moved back in, and uh, we were living together again as a family, she was very, very sexual. And um, it that that, but it didn't last. And so. As a man, you fall for it, you go for it, because yes, you do want the sex, but you you then imagine that this is how it's going to be from now on, but it isn't, it never is. As I said, I am maybe generalising, and if, you know, if you know guys who claim that they are 
uh, in a relationship with a woman. They're married, they've been married for years and the sex is amazing. Well, they are, those people are very few and far between. I've actually never met anybody like that. I don't know anybody at all who is in a relationship where they have an amazing sex life for years and years and years. Um, I, I've never met anybody like that. So certainly some people, as they get older, they, they stay together, but they don't maybe need it. So that, that might be okay as well. But uh, it's all about, you know, if, if you have the, if you think that you can be with a woman for years and years and she's going to maintain the same amount of sexuality that she offers you at the beginning of the relationship. Well, it's not going to happen, and um, don't fall for it. Uh, I recommend, you know, do do what women do. They have other. They have people in the background. They call them in the like, for example, the friend zone, stuff like that. I would personally say, keep other women in the background on the back burners. And um, I would say, do not put all your, um, t- take all your options off the table. Do not put everything into one relationship um, because you're just risking too much. When it all goes wrong, um, you could have definitely lost out on a few other women if that's what you want now I know this is also um, there's a MGTOW thing going on here and some guys believe that they shouldn't have any interaction with women whatsoever especially the MGTOW monks I'm not like that I do believe that a man going his own way can still have girlfriends can still have um, sexual relations relations with women Uh, I just think a man going his own way has control over it and does not pursue women and does things he's uh what does things that he wants to do and doesn't have any i mean he doesn't live with a woman i think a man going his own way should not live with a woman um because it's too risky so um i think that you can be migtail and still have girlfriends or have sexual relations because I think it's necess- I think it's healthy I think men should do that but um, I know there are guys out there who aren't getting laid who wish they were and feel very bitter about it uh, all I would say to you especially younger guys um, but it could be any age what I would say is that um, don't give up on it but at the same time don't feel you know that um, you need to pursue it because when you are successful in yourself, when you just are a guy who takes care of himself, so you know, keep yourself fit and healthy um, when you've got enough money and when you have, you know, you, you look good, women will go for you. It's just a fact. Women will go for you if you are fit healthy um good looking and it doesn't mean you have to be like really handsome you just are you're well turned out in your appearance and you don't pursue women women will pursue you it does happen um and obviously 
it's more difficult if you're locked away, you know, in self-isolation or quarantine or, you know, lock, lockdown, as they're calling it. Obviously, it's more difficult. But um, I think the best thing to do is uh, just go your own way and you will attract women. Men going their own way do attract women. It's the alpha male thing. I think that, you know, being an alpha male and essentially I think men going their own way are men who either they were out, they may not have been alpha males, but they are, you know, doing an alpha male thing by going their own way. Um, of course, the alpha male thing could include other things like leading men and um, being dominant and stuff like that. But uh, I think if you're indifferent to women, you will attract them. And um, the important thing is, if you do end up with a woman, um, is not absolutely don't make her believe that you're interested in her. Keep her um, keep her guessing, never tell her anything. The worst thing you can do is gush all over her and tell her how much you like her and how great she is, uh, and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, remember just because she's offering you good sex at the beginning, she's being lovely at the beginning. It doesn't mean that's going to last. In most cases, it does not last because once she's got control over you, once she believes that you are dedicated, committed to her, then she will control your life. She, you've, you've, you've basically lost it. Your, your, um, your life is over. You're a prisoner. Anyway, this has been the X and Y podcast. Hopefully, it wasn't too rambling, but uh, yeah, it's uh, just talking about experiences and uh, reinforcing views that you may already have, and uh, make sure you share the knowledge, share the experiences. And uh, don't make the same mistakes that so many men have been making in screwing your life up because of getting involved in bad relationships, psychotic women and a gynocentric feminist misandrous system that will destroy your life. Take it from men who have been destroyed, such as me. We've had our lives destroyed and we're trying to rebuild our lives.